I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Resource Real Talk About Real Estate. I'm Gabe Pruitt. And I'm Jay Pitts. We're back for another episode today. Uh, And Jay, a few of our past episodes have been a little bit... um, not necessarily somber, but they've been a little bit more serious tone-wise. I think yeah. we've we've gone in on a few topics, and and we talked a lot about like agents, you know, the difference between failing and making it last time. So this time we wanted to lighten it up just a little bit and have you, a little bit of fun. Are you feeling a a little bit whimsical? A little bit, a little bit. Whimsical. So is that a way to put it? Yeah, that, that's kind of because we're gonna play a game today. Uh, we're gonna play a little bit of real estate. Would you rather? So it's gonna be you've played Would You Rather before, right? Where you get two impossible to choose between options and you have to choose one is this is this like like in college where they say like would you rather eat like an entire jar of mayonnaise or like i don't know yes but there's no mayonnaise on the list there's no mayonnaise okay um right but yeah you have the idea so it's going to be real estate themed but i'm going to ask you the questions and you're going to answer uh and they're all to get kind of your perspective there's going to be a time like it's going to be fun but there's going to be lessons to be learned from is this this. a drinking game normally well, would you rather? Uh, I guess mean, it kinda, can be. Is it? I think every game is a drinking game. I think that's how I was. Drink I think, while you play, <laughs> I think I think that's how I was introduced to Would You Rather. It might have been like long, like well, like sports road trip bus. Rumor has it there's a slash. there's a fridge somewhere up here full of beer for prospecting day next week. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. a whole other yeah, story. That is a that is a rumor. When when uh, an employee looks at you and says, "Can I have your credit card? I need to go to Liquor Barn." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know something's coming. So that that might have been why. Yeah. All right. Well, so here's but what we're, we're not do. drinking. Just to be clear, we're not drinking. No, there's like a, a glass we, of water on the table, and that and that's it. I have my Yeti, my branded Yeti. Yep. There you go. Of ice water. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So we're just gonna start. I'm gonna jump right into it. I so you have a list. these. Yeah. You have a list. So I took a few minutes before we started to write down I've, some would you rather questions. I am not aware of the list. Nope. To clarify, you maybe have heard like one of these, but I've got like, and we're being whimsical and fun. Yeah, I've got like ten or twelve. Some of these are some of these are more goofy than others, but some of these will take some serious contemplation. I think we've been uh, we've been uh, accused of being too serious, so we're going to be fun. (laughs) All right, so let's start it off. All right, from a stand from your standpoint right now, would you rather a have ten thousand local Instagram followers but no presence on Facebook whatsoever? Okay. Or would you rather have $1,000 in free ads on Facebook but no Instagram? Cl- and that's to, every month. To clarify, this is for our business. Yes, for, your, for the team. Like what is most valuable? What would I appreciate? Which one, would be, which one would provide more value? You have no more Facebook presence, but you have 10,000 local in your market Instagram followers. So not robo followers. Nope, these are real followers from Louisville. Or... You have a thousand dollars in free ads on Facebook every month, but your Instagram has zero pictures. I'm going Instagram. Really? Okay. Oh wait, hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely go ten thousand Instagram followers. And why? Um, you know, I'm gonna have to make some some assumptions here, and you know, basically, kind of 
kind of go out on a limb with some unfounded maybe opinions sure. or gut reactions. But what I'll say is I if if you have ten thousand local followers the way that Instagram um That's organic reach. That that's that ten thousand is your potential reach organically in the way Instagram um shows or tends to show your content to its user base based on engagement. Now if you have ten thousand followers then your you your content is probably pretty engaging. Mm-hmm. Um and if it's not, you could certainly index and make it that way. Um uh, plus I'm not paying for ads anymore. Yep. At that point because I can't have Facebook. Yep. So then I could take that money and put it into content mm-hmm. and use the distribution on Instagram to get to get you know, some serious, and I'm really bullish on Instagram. You know that. Yeah. Like I talk about wanting 10,000 Instagram followers all the time. Right. That's where I, I got want, the end. I want swipe up. Like, that's, like and yeah. And so if you're not familiar, that's when you're able to do swipe up ads is when you hit 10,000 yeah, followers. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be paid ads on swipe up. You can do swipe up link out is, is all it is. It can be organic stuff. Um, but for me, <clears throat> for me, uh, a good portion, as you know, of our business is done repeat and referral within right. our sphere of influence. And, presumably a good portion of that 10,000 would be or be connected to, or at least they'd be possible members of our sphere of influence. Right. So uh, I think that would be drastically more valuable than a one-time free. Like, honestly, dude, I'd have a hard time picking Facebook if you told me I got free $1,000 worth of ads a month. That's what I was saying, yeah. Oh, it was per month. Yeah, it's $1,000 of ads per month. Ooh. Um... But it would still be hard, is what you said, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I'd still be hard pressed. Yeah, it's like you said, I'd it's the difference between Instagram. having an organic audience that I, I would sign, definitely like, that st- wants your content or the ability to reach. I definitely still take Instagram, hmm. definitely, okay. because I think having a, a, a baked in organic audience of people that have uh, have pretty much like raised their hand for your content. Yep. Is drastically more valuable than a thousand bucks a month. Yeah, I, think I mean so twelve thousand a year. I mean, you can reach a lot of people that don't really care necessarily, and you distill it down to a few that do. Um, but yeah, I'd definitely take Instagram. Okay. Well, here's another one. This one kind of has to do with uh, per, you know, perspective. I was reach. totally baited on that too, by the way, because you know how much I want ten thousand. <laughs> I knew. I'm I knew at like I'm at like thirteen hundred, so I'm way away. Yeah. So that would be like ten xing your Instagram today. Almost. Well, if you could, if you could snap your fingers, right. I'd love it. Okay, go ahead. All right. So here's another one. Would you rather have five listings in an up and coming neighborhood? Okay, but it's below your average price point. But it's an up and coming neighborhood. It's going to be big. You got five listings, or would you rather have the nicest listing in the hot, fancy neighborhood that's worth those five combined? So you you make up the price point. Say there there are five listings that are one fifty a piece, but this neighborhood's going to be big next year. Or would you rather have the one seven hundred fifty thousand dollars listing right now in, you know, fancy hills estates with your okay. face on the sun? Okay. Um, obviously, I think the numbers matter there yep. because if you if you go f- from in our market, okay, and there is the equivalent uh, conversion f- uh, factor for higher price points in other markets, but I, if you if you went to from would you say five? Yeah. So no so matter you what went, you scale if you, it. If you went, if you said it was a two million and four hundred thousand, mm-hmm. right? Five four hundreds. Yep. Versus. Yep. One two million. I I I think um I think that's definitely the four hundreds. Okay. Okay, for sure. 
um, because you start getting in rarefied air that is going to be very hard to get a successful sale no matter what. Yep. Um, on the high end piece at this, at, the, at that 150 to 750 example, I still think I take the 150. Yep. Uh, the five 150s because, uh, the five 150s are probably entry level buyers that are looking to sell at some point. If it's an up and coming neighborhood, then you're getting someone in at a low price. It's making an they, investment. Yeah. They, they stand to make a profit. The good, good chance they'll be really happy with you about that and retain you to purchase and sell the next one in the future. Their purchase is going to be easier because they've got equity. Their sale is going to be easier because it's, there's equity. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a really good situation. Plus, let's just face it. I mean, um, you know, growing that sphere of influence and that, that, that past customer base is valuable because you just, that's five people out there speaking your praises, hopefully, versus one. Yeah. So you know, now like, if, if you dropped it down to like 50,000, like $50,000, you know, busted up houses. And one two fifty or one two fifty. Eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Might not to be that. the same. It might not might have the be same five times because I mean, you're presumably talking about five times the effort. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that effort is more equalized at higher price points. But anyway, right. I, th- I think I think I take I think I take uh, quantity over quality in this case. Okay. And and, so, and, and, and I, that's that's even a bad way to put it because. You know, quality is debatable. So the the bird in the hand might be less than five in the bush in this example. <laughs> I suppose. Okay. I suppose. Well, you mentioned sphere, which is – I'm glad you did that because the next question I have is about sphere also. So would you rather have all of your business be from sphere, so the only, only deals you can do have to be sphere generated, or none of your business can be sphere? No more sphere deals at all. You can't do sphere business or do only sphere business. Is, these are all really easy. Okay. Well, they're about to get a lot harder. <laughs> are they? Okay. Yeah. That, that's absolutely 100%. Absolutely no doubt I would do sphere only. So you can only do business from your sphere versus not getting to do any business from absolutely. your sphere. Absolutely. When you have baked in trust. Okay. I mean, you don't, when you don't have to acquire trust, you can spend so much more time doing the job well. Okay. But so if, if you could do no sphere, then you there's. Would you say there's a lot more opportunity in Zillow leads and calling expires? And are you cutting into your opportunity cost at the sake of trust? Or well, I mean, here here's the problem. I mean, with with the way the question maybe maybe phrased is, you know, how do you add to your sphere of influence? I mean, I'm presuming you're going to allow me referrals from mm-hmm. my sphere. Yep. Like you're not talking about I can only buy help. People that I've helped before buy or sell, right? Right. Like it's a referral from, you're just telling me I can't go out and do any direct response marketing to add. Sure. Yeah. To my sphere of influence. Like, I guess I didn't think that far. Like, I guess I'm either, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not doing any, 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 I, I can build a community, right? And I can get referral from, from Sally to Susie, mm-hmm. right? But I can't go advertise on Zillow and get Susie to come into my funnel and convert that to a purchase. Gotcha. Yeah. Is that what you're, is that? Kind yeah, of how you're I think so. Me? That's where okay, I was Okay. So when you eliminate really just direct response marketing, like, yeah, but I can market to my sphere for referrals, right? Yeah. And then your then sphere grows. A, then it's absolutely sphere of influence. Okay. That makes sense. So I'm going to move on to another one here. Okay. Let's see. Uh, from a team leader perspective, would you rather have a team of three veteran agents that consistently do 50 deals a year or would you rather have a team of 10 new young hungry agents 
who did 15 transactions in their first year. So you're looking at 150 transactions on the year both ways. And say, and let's say for the sake, not to make it too convoluted, but let's say that these new agents started, um, you know, in the middle of the year. And so in like the half a year's time of their first half year, they put up 15 transactions. So they were on pace to do 30. So they're on pace to do 30 in next year. In their first year. 12 months. Okay. Yeah. Which obviously so that would make it swing that way, but you never know what could happen. I mean. Well, you, you don't. You don't. I mean, that, that that's tough because I think what you have to look at from, you look at it from a couple of different angles. Um, the three seasoned agents that are going to do 50 deals per year, mm-hmm. um, stuff can happen with them too. They can backslide or sure. they can outgrow your team. Yep. Right. They can, they can go off on their own. Um, and, but they're a lot less effort, right? Mm-hmm. From a team leader perspective. Yeah, they don't need as much mentoring, obviously. They don't need as much mentoring. They don't need, you know, they don't, they don't need quite as much hand holding. But, you know, when you, when you are not, when you don't have the ability, when you have less opportunity to create value for an agent on your team, there's a good chance that they may move on, especially when their business is, is, is bolstered, you know, by, by experience. So I think probably what I'm, what I'm going to say is I would take the 10. Okay. Um, I would take the 10 because there's lots of upside potential there. I would take the 10 because, um, there's some more longevity. I would take the 10 in this situation, uh, be- because I love having the opportunity to impact, um, people's lives and having the opportunity to support those in a position to have success. Yeah. So mentorship is one of your strengths, which would be lost on the three veteran agents. Well, right? it's not necessarily, you just have to mentor them a different way. Yeah. You have to support them a different way. Um, more than anything, I think, I think I would love to have, um, I would love to have, you know, 10 doing 50. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but more than anything, I have the opportunity with 10 doing 15 versus three doing 50. I have the opportunity to impact more people. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's, that's kind of, that's kind of where my head would go. Um, because that's when I'm at my best. That's when I'm at my happiest. Okay. Okay. Yeah, having the influence on people. Absolutely. Speaking of influence, I'm going to segue all these perfectly. <laughs> uh, speaking of influence, would you rather, this is a fun one. I like this one. Would you rather all of your sellers listen to you and listen to your advice on price or all of your buyers listen to you on your advice about the offer? So your buyers do what you say when it comes to making an offer or your sellers do what you say when it comes to pricing their listing? Well, all of my clients do exactly what I say. No oh, of course they do. But let's, <laughs> In this hypothetical, you can have one or the other. In this hypothetical. And, it's, and it doesn't mean that if you choose, like, they price their listings the way you say that all of your buyers write terrible offers. It's just going to be what it always has been. Okay. The other so, one will stay the way so it is. So would I rather move the needle? Yeah. Would you rather move up to perfect loyalty on pricing listings or perfect loyalty on here's what you offer? Does this include, like, price reductions and sure. things like that? Yeah. Okay. And uh, buyers on offers... Like offer price, you're referencing like writing low ball offers and that kind of thing. Yeah, so you don't have buyers writing offers that are unrealistic. Here's the thing, and this is going to be a bummer, maybe of an answer, but I can tell you this: I literally, and I and I, I was in in jest a minute ago. I've literally though, Gabe, never, ever, 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 
ever had a problem with buyers not listening. Yeah. So really the question is, which one do you think you will have the most success influencing if it's not the one you pick? Well, and that's the thing. Like, I think if I don't pick buyers, I've always, I'll be just fine. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's, it's hard because I don't represent many buyers anymore, but, um, you know, I definitely have to say sellers. Yeah. Definitely have to say sellers because, and it's an interesting question, especially the way you prefaced it. I just think I've never had any problem getting buyers to do exactly what I think they need to do and, and understanding where they're trying to go and what they're trying to achieve. And, you know, literally I say, I, I couldn't tell you how many times in my career I've said, well, you know, if that's what you're going to offer them. We should probably just pass. <laughs> that's powerful. <laughs> it's true. And they're, they're like, wait, 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 what, what, what do you what mean? Do you, but what do you mean? Well, that's not going to get the job done. That won't do it. That won't do it. I mean, it's, it's a waste of their time. It's, it's here, a waste here, of here's, here, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Um, so your first offer, okay, should be designed to arrive at the lowest possible price. Sure. Okay. You follow me? Yep. And I'm okay. with you so far. Okay. If I'm All your right. buyer, I'm like, this sounds so, good. Okay. Fantastic. So, um, the question is at the price that you want to offer, will you be alienating the seller and making them less likely to work with us? Or will you be setting up, setting them up to make the greatest possible reduction in price? Hmm. This is probably going to make them angry. So they're probably going to dig in. Okay. Yeah. So, so what do you say if we're trying to arrive here? What do you say we start a little closer to that? See how they react. Mm-hmm. React accordingly. Because what do you think the odds are of us getting this offer accepted over here? This low, the, the lower one. Yeah. That you're whatever the number is. What do you think the chances of them accepting this on the first offer? Very small. Very small. Fantastic. So why why do we even go there? Because we want to move them. and But you're saying this will move them. This is more likely to move them, right? All we're doing over here with this low price, Gabe, is, you know, essentially giving them the opportunity to be offended. Hmm. And if they're offended, they're less likely to work with us. All we're doing by starting off over here at a better price, okay, is foregoing the opportunity to get this accepted. You just told me that it wasn't likely that it was going to get accepted. So we're really not foregoing anything. We don't have to go one penny higher than the number I'm suggesting. So why don't we start there and see what they do? Hmm. Makes sense. Huh. I can see where you feel pretty good about this. Huh. That seems like a pretty no. well-rehearsed uh, Dude, I mean, it's delivery. just, it, it's just so linear and so makes sense. I just can't help it. Yeah. I can't help it. Well, keep your, keep your buyer's agent cap on for a minute. Like you said, I know this is not your normal day to day, but pretend for a minute. You're a buyer's agent. Would you rather, this is a, this is a more painful one. Would you rather not be able to communicate with the lender until the day of closing or not be able to communicate with the listing agent until the day of closing? You got your buyer under contract. Would you rather be totally dark with the lender or totally dark with the listing agent? Lender. Yeah? Yeah. We, I, I asked some other agents when they were coming up and down the steps, and that's pretty much where everybody landed too. Lender. I, listing agent, I feel like we move the needle. Yeah. I feel like we move the needle for our clients in negotiating with the other agent. Yeah. In, in creating narratives and, you know, um, selectively sharing details about the situation, the process. Well, one of the agents at. I asked this to in our office, they had a pretty clear answer that I didn't even think of. They're like, well, if I'm working with a lender that I trust, I should be able to let them fly solo and trust that they'll get it done. Well, and, and there's, I can control you, you have to assume that there are 
there are percentage there is a percentage of the time where you'll be working with a lender that is not that is subpar sure and honestly it doesn't matter whether you talk to them or not it's going to be frustrating at that point right you know it's going to be frustrating whether you can communicate with them or not honestly communicating with some lenders is completely pointless <laughs> completely pointless yeah they 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 i'm not trying to knock all lenders like again like you said you're working with somebody you trust you don't have to communicate they just tell you what's up and when it's happening and they make it happen and then you, they've got it figured out you you take care of it but conversely talking to the one that is not that is a part every day of of the pending contract doesn't help you any yeah it doesn't so the agent i can move the needle with yeah that's a good answer. Okay. I like that. All right. So here's another one. Okay. Uh, this one, I'd like to get your take on this one. Okay. Would you rather have clear set goals for your organization, your individual agents as a team? The whole team has very clear programmed, written out goals, but no way to track your metrics or the opposite. Have the most fantastic tracking where you know down to the slightest detail what you've done, but nobody knows what their goals are. Mm. That one's really hard. Mm. No goals and no met goals and no tracking. Goals and no way to know your progress tracking toward the goal. And no goals. Or plenty of progress markers, but no destination in sight. Goals and no tracking, tracking, no goals. Ugh. <laughs> they go hand in hand, but that's why this is so difficult. But I mean, you're literally trying to get me to like give one of my children away. <laughs> um like which which child do you pick? <laughs> which this is the hard Which one. child do you pick, Gabe? This isn't even the hardest one. I'm saving the hardest get to one keep for last. One. Okay, so which dog would you give away, Bo or Finn? Oh, that's, no. See that. See, you can't yeah. do it. You can't do it. Well, the thing is, Preston or Evelyn. Not, yeah. The thing is, these neither of these works the way it's intended to without the other. Like, why? I, I why agree. do you track anything if you don't know what you're after? I mean, what's the point? What's the point in tracking if you don't know where you're headed? Mm -hmm. And okay. how do you even know if you're getting close to where you're headed if you can't track your progress? If you can't track progress, so I mean, I mean that yeah, it's literally it's like. I mean, I'm going to go to like all sorts of really bad comparisons. Like, do you want the firing squad or the noose? Like, <laughs> I don't want either of them. If I had to choose, like okay. if I was forced. Tell, tell me what you think. If I had to choose, for some reason in my head, I feel like the clear-cut goals with no tracking slightly edges out the tracking with no clear-cut goals. See, I'm the opposite, I think. Really? Okay. I think I'm the opposite, and this is why. I think I can count on... And and I'm going to step out of my own body here and try to put myself in the head, in the mind of the agents that are on our team mm -hmm. um, or the agents affiliated with our organization. I think I can assume a basic level of ambition. Okay. Um, so, so like we're, we're, we talk about goals and goals I'm translating to results. Yeah. Like, like what are my results that I'm looking for? Those are the goals that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Like I want to do a hundred transactions. I want to make a million dollars. I want to, you know, do 50 million in volume. I want to do what I want to do. I want to do right. Yeah. Like that, that stuff, like with respect to your business. Okay. Now I don't know how this, uh, how this, how this, you know, kind of transitions to like personal life and like balance and health and wellness and all sure. these things. Like, I want to run a marathon or I want to retire at 50. Like, I don't know that it applies to that. But when I think about work, when I think about selling homes, like what realtors do, I think that the people that you want as a member of your organization and the type of people we have here, you can assume a basic level of ambition. And if I don't tell them that they 
if we don't sit down and have a meeting and say, you're going to do 40 transactions this year, they're still going to put together an effort that is within a very small margin of what they would have put forth, mm-hmm. right? Had they had a clear cut goal. Yeah. I can okay. see that. But if we can track results, that that things the results from their actions we know what their actions were we know what result we can tinker well, with even, the yeah, even if you don't have a clear cut destination you could say well I did this many hours of prospecting last month and had this many you know pending exactly. and last month I had this I wonder if those two things are connected maybe I'll prospect five extra hours this month and see yeah. what happens I think goals I think goals are more important to people that struggle with the ambition or struggle struggle with direction motivation motivation yeah um, which is all intertwined right like right. you know ambition and and uh, motivation are intertwined with direction mm-hmm. right like like clarity and all those things. And I feel like we're in pretty good shape when it comes to clarity. Everybody knows what they're after. Yeah. Now we have clearly defined goals. We have both. Yeah. But, um, I think if you take one away, I don't, I'd want to keep my tracking. Yeah. I can see that now too. I think you've brought me around. Okay. Yeah. Let me take it another direction. Here's what we're going to do. I've got another good one. And then I've got a few rapid fire ones that are just, they're awful. So you don't have to, <laughs> like, you don't have to spend too much time they're, on them. They're awful. But then I've got a, a why, why don't you, why don't I've got you a grand get, finale get, for you. Get me really excited about answering those. Please. Sure. Well, here's, here's the last one that I want to get an idea from you and you can explain. Would you rather, um, this is an interesting one. Would you rather every deal you do offers you a promising referral at the closing table? So every deal you close, a promising referral comes to you at the end. Or would you rather, double side every transaction you do. You're getting both sides all the time, but you can only work with each client once. No, you're not doing any repeat business. So no repeat business. Yeah, so you just need to go and crush all of Louisville that you can because you're going to get both sides, the listing and the buyer. So you're basically doubling your income immediately or would you like a promising referral guaranteed every time you close a deal? What's Is there any restriction to when that... Or is there any indication as to when that... Like, I'm getting the referral at the closing table, or I'm guaranteed that that client will at least refer me once? I think... No, you're guaranteeing that they'll close you immediately after the contract. So it's not like five years from now they'll refer you a deal. Okay, so they're going to refer me a client, a you, potential client. Yeah, a promising no, one, too. A promising one, but no... No guarantees. Guarantees. No, but. no, no guarantees. Okay, so I can guarantee that I get a referral at the closing table... Um, or I can sell everybody double Louisville side, house once double and double side, side every transaction and have no repeat business. Yeah. It's a little convoluted, but I'm trying to decide how it's really different. Like, like, um, objectively, like in terms of like number of transactions, because if, if you double side every deal or you get a, I mean, I guess there's more guarantee in the double side. Mm-hmm. There's more guarantee, but we talked about on the show before that the most the most valuable lead source is the trusted referral, right? We talked about do your business by referral, business by referral. Yeah. So you're saying, would you rather have basically a, a never ending source of the most the best leads you can get, or would you rather have the opportunity to do great business, but any leads you want, you're going to have to go out and get them completely yourself? 
That's another way to look well, at it. Well, and you can't even earn you can't even earn repeat business in this case. Yeah. So I think I think for that reason I'd probably I, I'm going to give you an, an an answer in support of both. Okay. Um, but I would select. I'm being decisive. I'm not trying to do the I pick both thing. Sure. Or I pick neither. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna abstain in any of these questions. So I would pick a guaranteed referral. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would pick a guaranteed referral. Because I think it's the type of business I want to run. I think I don't ever want to forego the future value and opportunity attached with repeat business, right? right? Okay. However, I don't want to do this forever. Sure. And if I can speed things up. You can go out in a blaze of glory. I could crush it. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like three, four, five years, just double, doubled up income. That's an interesting take. So it's like. It's either build a like a massive foundation, or you know, just completely go just, out in a blaze like yeah. a ball so, fire. So, so think of this: like when we've talked about how most people turn over every five to seven years, right? Mm-hmm. So, presumably, you're not giving up much until the five or seven year mark, depending on which one you believe is true. Yeah. Okay, because they're not going to start turning over until then, so you're not missing repeat business until that point. So the question is, can you get to a place in your business where you could double, you could double your revenue, double your income. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And take that and project it out five to seven years. How far can you get? And then just quit. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) And like sell my business to somebody or something. Like it just downhill slide until you're done. Just no, no downhill. Just like, like I'm done like five to seven years and I'm poof. That's it. I, I'm glad you're really thinking about these because these are things I didn't even think of when I wrote them. So like this is it, good. it's it's um yeah it's funny like like I mean I, I'll make no bones about it I have I have a net worth goal by the time I turn fifty, and if I hit it, there's a good chance that I never I never take another listing and I never ever write another contract that's not for me that I'm purchasing. Now I'll still own a real estate company. I'll say, probably still have a team, and. You say that with a lot of conviction, but I even struggled. I've struggled to believe that when you hit this goal that you made for yourself, that a new goal doesn't spring up where Dude, it was. Dude, the goal will spring up. It just won't involve selling houses sure. okay. personally. Yeah. So you'll still have the team. You'll still have the company. I still probably still have a team. Role. I'll still have a company. I'll still be involved. I'll still be working. But you don't working. have to hit the streets anymore. I'll still work. You're not you walking know, the beat. Air, air quotes. I mean, I'm basically going to receive phone calls and be like, this person who is my right hand is amazing. They're going to take great care. They're of you. going to take great care of you. Yeah. Okay. And and I'm going to continue to build net worth and continue to continue to mentor, support, you know, right. inspire, lead, grow, all those things, man. Like literally, Gabe. I I just I don't I I feel like I'm pretty good at selling houses, but the passion for the execution of selling a house is not what it is for growing. And supporting and mentoring successful people, mm-hmm. and I can do that without driving a sign in a yard. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense to me. All right, so that, that that's kind of where I'm at. But okay. Yeah, I, if I could, if if I was 45 right now, I'd take that two sided go. Yeah, I believe it. Well, unless it unless it unless it affected the people that that I want to I want to prop up when I ride off into the sunset. But sure. Honestly, my, my, my head went there. <laughs> I mean, literally, my head went there. I was like, man, you know what? That's a good perspective. If I, if I was close to getting out, I'd that'd be the it. way to go. I'd take it. All right. I've got some that are, that are more just for fun, but still, you can give All me right. your take on that. I want to see where fire. you go. Here's the first one Would you rather have to door knock every new listing that you take 
Or would you rather have to hold open every new listing that you take? And I mean you, not Me someone on your team. You're door knocking 100 doors when you take a listing, and I mean every listing. So I'm talking in your big listings, your small listings. Or would you rather hold See, this, all of your this, this listings point, open, this, hold on. including the dogs? This, this is nearly... Im- this is nearly oh, including the dogs. I, I mean, none of my everything. listings are dogs, man. Okay, well, this portends <laughs> that these things are not desirable. I'm okay, well, saying, that's true. I'm just saying, like, you, you're trying to get me to go on record to say that this is this is secretly comes from your ploy to get me to denounce door knocking. You'd never believe it. But I would pick the door knocking. And would you really? I think so. You don't. You don't. You don't want to hold that. Well, hands? I talked to some other people about this one too, and it's. I think there's more opportunity when you can choose and target who you want to reach out to if you're forced to do one. But of But it's a hundred. Then you got to do a hundred. Yeah. It's still. I mean, so but still, you're in a different control neighborhood versus <laughs> you have to sit in an open, empty, open house, and it might not be just one open house. You might have to do more than one. Okay. But you have well, to do at least. I'd one. probably. And not all houses are meant if it's to be held more open than, If it's more than one open house, I mean, you, you're totally tying my hands behind my back. But I, I'll, <laughs> I'll go with I'll go with it. I'll go with the door knocking. Yeah. Okay. I think it's more proactive anyways. Yeah. So. Go for it. All right. Next one. Would you rather... Now, this is assuming you know, you're splitting commissions. I know commissions aren't set everywhere you go. But let's okay. pretend we're going by the 3-3 model, okay? Would you rather only be able to take two points as a maximum for the rest of all of your deals on your sides... Or would you rather have no admin staff to help you? Oh, God. So you're either taking two points. It's it's Everything is being split four and two, where you're the two. That's even your listings, where you're giving four to the so buyer's agent. I got to pay for the admin out of my two. Yeah, well, I guess so. It's like, so you get your admin I guess I gotta staff. Have ad, I guess I got to have no admin staff, because like you, you're going to hit me with a double whammy here. You're going to cut my revenue. I by, didn't even think about you're that. You're going to cut my revenue <laughs> by 33%. I, I, I won't be able to afford that admin staff. Oh, yeah, I was about to say. Well, yeah, you'd have How to, am I going to pay admin when you cut my revenue by 33%? You just double your production, I guess. <laughs> get out of here. And then, then I got to double my production. So and, sorry. I mean, so you, you'd have to go fly solo and start doing ruh, all of your own. Ruh, ruh. You know, wouldn't you, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you hate to be one of those agents that's not very good that like is forced to take two percent two percent because they are not good enough to negotiate full fees and then who shots fired now they got now now they got to figure out how to how to do all this business with no help because they can't afford to hire anybody someone just turned off the the radio in their car because they just took a (laughs) 2.5 i mean i take discounted listings i just every once in a while all right here's another similarly awful one okay would you rather go back to the days of all paper record keeping Goodbye, dot loop. Goodbye, instant net. Goodbye, transaction desk. All of it. Whatever you're using when you're listening. No more digital record keeping or files. Or would you rather be present for all showings on your listings? Uh, can I do electronic signatures? I just have no. These files. are papers. These are paper signatures so, too. Paper signatures. Uh, I'm talking Stone Age paperwork or present at all of your listings. I would for not showings. be. I would get out of real estate. <laughs> not is that an option three? I would literally fall over and die. You think I'm joking? I would get out of real estate if I had. There's a reason we don't do those things anymore, dude. If I had to meet everybody for every signature, yeah. Imagine if you had to meet everybody for every showing of your listings. There's not enough time either. I can't. I can't choose. Like I, I said, I wouldn't. You couldn't do anything else. (sighs) (laughs) That one's. This is. You know what I would do? Here's what I would probably do. I would be a luxury agent, (laughs) and I would only take like million dollar listings that don't show very often so that I could do that. And that's the way I would do the business because there you go. then I could still do electronic signatures 
and that's the only way I would do it. That's a good. That's but I might, I might literally get out of the business. That's interesting. I probably would get out of the business. You're never going to believe this, but you segued perfectly into the last question that I have oh, for you. We're going to wrap it up here. I've got one more for you. This is a hard one. You're going to really have to put yourself in this situation and think about it. But you're talking about being a luxury agent, okay, and only doing million dollar listings. Here's the scenario. The angel of real estate death has passed over your house and your your entire business has gone back to square one, okay? You you don't have the team. You don't have Remax Premier Properties. You don't have the agents. It's just you. You're back to it's back to day one in the old downtown office if anyone's heard about that on the old episodes. What now? Here's the would you rather. Would you rather start over from scratch in a new market somewhere that has higher price point listings like say you go and you become an you didn't. You still know everything you knew. You're still the Jay Pitts of today, knowing everything you know. But the business that you had is gone. Your past client base gone. Okay, that's important too. Would you rather go start fresh as a brand new agent in a different market with higher price listings, knowing what you know, or would you rather start over right here in the market that you do know? Ooh. Would you rather right. go to Nashville and start selling real estate? Would you rather go to San Diego and start selling real estate, knowing what Jay knows? You know or would you rather keep your market knowledge here and build your base all over again? You know what I'd honestly do? Literally, if this happened, I would, and this and this is not shots, you're going to say shots fired. <laughs> um, I would literally go to LA or New York City yeah. and, and I would start over. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I love Louisville. Don't get me wrong. Um, and I, I, there would be a big part of me that would be very disappointed not to live here. And that's the question. But, How much is your local market knowledge worth? And so I guess well, in this case, and, not and, as but, much but, as, but no, but here's the thing. It's not just local market knowledge. Like market knowledge can be gained. Um, and it can be gained a lot faster than general knowledge knowledge how to transact real estate negotiate emo- effectively negotiate effectively be persuasive emotion you know uh tactics things like that like i literally ha- would put myself up against the successful the most successful agents in the country in a brand new market. great big giant markets and i think i could come out I think I could do what they do. You go in day one, all you've got is a logo that you made yourself on your computer, and you're you've got to find a space to rent. I mean, I'd go no, dude. I'd go align myself with a brokerage or a team. Yep, and I'd hustle my face off for a few months, six months, a year. I don't know. Yep. Um, I'd do what I have to do. I'd break rocks. I'd do everything that I tell everybody here when they start. Okay, I'd do all that, and and I'd take what I know, and I wouldn't miss the markers. I mean, I'd move up quick. Yeah, I'd move up out. I'd move up and out quick. Like, and I'd be completely honest. Like, hey, Mister Team Leader, you need to understand who I am. I can make you a lot of money, but I'm only going to do it for a short period of time, and then I'm going to move on. And if you're interested, then great. And if you're not, then I'm sorry. I'll find someone else. Yep. Okay. And and then I and then I just I climb. Yeah, that's what I do. But you know, there's a there's a variety of reasons why that hasn't happened. Okay. Number one, we've had a lot of a lot of success here, and I love my life here. But you know, I got young kids. You know, I got a wife. I, I mean, I'd like to see them. Yeah. You know, so th- th- we would have to be very circumstantial. But I'm going to tell you, there's a big part of me that really wishes when I had no attachments, like the Jen and I had just when we got married, just moved to New York City. Yeah. And just took a crack at it because the thing is, is I know these people, and I think there's some brilliant people there. But I can, I feel like I belong. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and maybe 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 I have delusions. I don't know. Well, I guess the big question there is: Would the Jay of ten years ago have had the same success and confidence level that today Jay has? I don't know. Maybe I would have gotten beat up, and I would have come home with my tail between my legs. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'd like to think that I wouldn't. But at I'm, this stage of your life, if you had to start over, you start over somewhere with higher price point listings, with yeah. bigger games, so to speak. I don't know, man, because that, then I got to take my kids and move them to New York City, and I'm like, I'm yeah. not really thinking. There's a lot of human elements here. I'm not, I'm not really thinking. Like, if you, if you phrase the question, like, um, if, if you said it to me like this, like, Jay, when you started at 25 years old, okay, knowing that you'd be here in 11 years, okay, mm-hmm. would you do it again, or would you move somewhere else? Yeah, that's a little bit different. And, and, and... And try to do it there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I love what we have and I wouldn't trade it for the world, but there is a there is a part of me that says, you know what, I could crack the big apple. I know I could do this. Yeah. Like I watch these guys on television, you probably hear it in my voice when we talk about them. I'm a little I'm a little salty. <laughs> um, but I think I belong in that conversation. Yeah. And so I don't know, man. And that's like, the big part of this scenario. It's starting over today. It's not necessarily starting over to twenty five. Exactly. So starting over today. My family's the most important thing, so I'd, I'd stay here. Yeah. Okay. I'd stay here and start over. I know Tough what choice. to expect. Yeah. I know I can deliver the results my family needs here. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a sure thing. Man, how much of a pain would that be, though, to start over? Oh, it'd suck. It'd be awful. Yeah, it'd suck, but, you know. Well, sometimes life gives you gives you lemons. You you Now, we're about to wrap, but have you come up with any in this meantime? Did one of them come to you that you have for me? <sighs> or is that where we cut it? Would you rather... Would you rather... Would you rather have no headset or no follow-up boss? Oh, gosh. So follow-up boss is our <laughs> CRM. I would rather dial on a rotary phone than have no CRM. Would you rather record this <laughs> podcast on no, uh, over, over uh, freeconferencecall.com <laughs> or edit video on the old Mac laptop I gave you when we first started doing videos? Oh, no. Okay, well... <laughs> I really like our audio quality. Like, I really like these microphones. They're really nice. But uh, I think I would record over the iPhone Memos app instead of trying to go back and re- and edit video on an old slow computer. That old Mac was it was brutal. You open you open up video editing software and it just crashes. It says nope, <laughs> we're out. All right. Well, that's all the time we have got for today. If you thought of one while we were recording that you think that we just absolutely have to hear, you know, send us send us a message, send us an email or comment on our Facebook. We want to hear from you. So yeah. Hey, and one more thing, folks. We haven't asked for a long time, but we really would appreciate it. if you like the show, share it with a friend. Okay. Definitely. Right in your iOS app, you can actually text a link to this to someone. It's very easy. The little three dots to the right of the side. You can share the podcast. We'd love it also if you gave us a gave us a, a follow and write a review on iTunes. It really appreciate uh, we really appreciate that. It helps us out. Helps yeah. us spread the message. Definitely. Well, until next time, everybody. This is Resource Real Talk about real estate. We'll see you soon.